Welcome to the Solish Podcast. My name is Whitney Apke, and we have a special guest today, very special repeat guest, Christine Rodriguez. She is a Vedic astrologer, social worker, yoga instructor, host of the podcast Astrology Now, and she has an amazing Patreon. She does uh, one-on-one readings, and she has an amazing program as well. All amazing things that are just super helpful for us all in our soul journey to understand the energies that are at play and connecting with those energies. And that's something that I love about the work that you do, Christine, is helping people connect and be in tune, you know, because it is also your intuition, your instinct, but it's also with everything that's happening around us and tuning into that on a deeper level, which I love. So, um, for this podcast, we're going to talk about, uh, the astrology for this year and kind of the main events or things that are really significant. And I thought it would be fun to kind of bring in the cardology of it as well, since that's something that I've been studying. And so we'll just see kind of what are the, you know, synchronicities and the similarities between the two, but mostly just seeing kind of the Vedic astrologers perspective on uh, certain events and, and times of this year that are significant and meaningful to us. So thank you for being back on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's fun to talk to you in a professional setting. I know. What people don't know is we're slash sister slash best friend. Yeah. So. <laughs> what people don't know is that we talk two hours a day about all these other things. <laughs> we just get to do this, which is like even more fun. But yes, yeah. it's like I feel a little <laughs> like prim and proper now. I have to keep myself together. <laughs> I know, right? But it's great and it's a really fun opportunity. And I think that it's wonderful to be able to honor each other for. I feel like the best parts of ourself, you know, and I think the parts of ourself that inspire us and move us and what we've devoted our lives to, and just kind of take time to honor that in a professional setting and, and talk about astrology and cardiology and, and all of these amazing things that we have for self-discovery. And yeah. like you were saying, yeah. just better understanding the world around us. And yeah. I know that when we originally planned this, we were going to do astrology and cardiology, which you said, you're going to kind of bring some of that in. And I just think that cardiology is so amazing, you know, and I had never even heard of cardiology until you taught me about it. And I mean, I had no clue and I know all of the stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like I I love all this stuff and you're like, well, have you heard of cardiology? And I had no idea what you're talking about. And it just, it's so amazing how incredibly spot on it is. And so as soon as I got a reading with you, I like got one for my boyfriend and I started telling my clients to go get one with you. And so I know that this is something that you are kind of introducing more into your podcast as well. And so I just really hope, I really, really encourage anyone who's listening to this, rather they're from my camp or from your camp to explore cardology because it's just so awesome. So cool. Such a cool tool. Same with Vedic astrology. And that's what got me was I had just gotten a Vedic astrology reading from you last year in April. And shortly after that, I got my first cardiology reading and I was like, what the heck? Like everything that you had mentioned, as far as like the specific times of my life, um, for that year, this past, which I'm still currently in at 34, um, but it was like highlighting all these things that also cardiology was highlighting and giving me similar energies or influences. And I was like, what the heck? So it totally led me on a journey of studying cardiology and it's been amazing and such an honor and privilege to give, uh, people I love readings as well as, uh, basically talk with people I don't even know. And they're just like resonating like crazy, um, including some of your clients and new clients and people that find me on Instagram. So yeah, it's just been amazing. And so thank you for that little blurb. You're such an amazing friend that you even do that on my own podcast. Someone else is promoting me. (laughs) That's Christine. That's Christine for you. Making sure she gets a word in love you so much. I love you so much and your cardiology skills. That's why, that's why I felt compelled is because it's such an amazing thing and people need to know about it. And So I just wanted to give that time and I want you on my podcast to talk more about cardiology as well, because it's so helpful. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing tool. 
And that's why I also love Vedic astrology because it's an amazing tool. Um, and specifically with you, I love the way that you do your readings. I love the way that you communicate. Um, it's an art form. There's a lot of Vedic astrologers out there, astrologers, astrologers in general, uh, but none have your flavor and your flair and the way that you communicate, especially your heart, because you have such an amazing heart for people. And, um, and I love the kind of unattached from expectations and outcomes you are with readings and with sharing what influences energies are going to be. But I have to say like that helped me through last year. Cause some of the things that I had to experience were difficult. Yes. Um, and it led me through a journey of really going down deep, but with the way that you had presented those times in my life, the energies, the influences, it helped me to remain unattached from yes. outcomes and expectations. So I just want to say that because that wow. was huge. <laughs> Thank you so much. And, and I mean, just even kind of setting the tone for today, you know, like kind of removing ourselves from expectations and, and, you know, any type of expectation of the outcome for this podcast and just setting the tone with the intention of being sincere and trying to be as helpful yeah. as possible for people, because it's not always easy and it's not always going to be rainbows, but right it's, it's the truth of what the cosmos are showing. And it's something that comes and goes just like the weather does, you know, it's raining outside right now. It may not be raining tomorrow. And so nothing in this world is a permanent thing. And I think that that's something just to always keep in mind when we're looking at the forecast, rather it be for our own life or for the world. And uh, some people had said recently that I have a tendency to like focus on doom and gloom. And I'm like, I'm not focusing on doom and gloom. I'm talking about what's happening outside. <laughs> like, I'm talking about what's happening in the world right now. It's not, and there's always light, you know, it's not always completely dark, but I think that it's important to be able to, to, to notice when things are going to bring intensity because 2022, it's not going to be all bad by any stretch of the imagination. It's not going to be all bad. It's going, there are going to be uh, spots of intensity and using the weather analogy. What I always tell people is look, it's going to be raining outside, wear a raincoat, bring an umbrella. Everything is going to be fine. Being able to prepare for it is the key. When yes. we study astrology, it's not about stopping destiny. It's about preparing with intelligence and managing yes, yes. ourselves with wisdom. Yeah. And so if we're not honest with ourselves about how the weather is going to be, we're not going to know how to prepare appropriately. And also, you know, just because the outside world, because not everyone in the world is, is watching the astrology and prepping for it and trying to work on themselves from a place of love, compassion, and wisdom. I wish that it was that way, but a lot of people, you know, they're not. And so just because there's intensity out there, it doesn't mean that there needs to be intensity in here and inside of ourselves for those of you who are not watching me and my hand gesture. And so, <laughs> and so all of that to say is when we understand the timeline and we understand that there is an end in sight and we understand that things may be intense, we can better manage ourselves because it's not about, again, it's not about changing. It's not about stopping. It's about how we choose to respond and how we choose to prepare ourselves. And that's really the power of Vedic astrology. And I feel spirituality in general, when we really get to the bottom of it. Yeah. That's such a good reminder, Christine, because it, it, it is true that, if like information is knowledge is power, information can be used for us and, and we don't have to fear like anything, anything that's happening. It's, I think all things do work together for our good and highest benefit. And, but it's how we react internal reaction, external reaction is huge. And so, like you said, just having having that ability to arm yourself with information and knowledge and understanding that everything is presenting itself as an opportunity, opportunity to heal, opportunity to unattach, let go, uh, transmute shift, you know, forgive, um, and to overcome challenges, uh, to strengthen, right. Every, nothing is meant to destroy us or to ruin us. Um, everything is meant to, to help us on our journey to do whatever we need to do. And so I love, I love that about Vedic astrology because it just reminds me that, 
the universe is for me, not against me. The universe is presenting me and the collective with continued opportunities to face whatever it is that we need to face as a collective and on an individual level. And um, I, I know like as a subscriber of your Patreon, every time that I listened to my rising and my moon sign in your weekly horoscope on Patreon, I was shocked like how accurate it was with what played out. Now it, it may have looked like a little differently, like in costume, but the essence was so on. And I know like just on a personal level, like we've had conversations where I'm like, I'm going through this and like, this is happening and, uh, and I feel all these feelings and you're like, oh my gosh, well, yeah, like, like, like this, all of this is happening for Pisces or or for Aquarius. And I'm like, I feel so validated. <laughs> I feel, yeah. I feel not crazy. I feel like, oh, this is, this is intentional. This is for a reason. I'm not just like suffering over here. Like this is actually meant for me to experience and it's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And it's like overcoming those challenges. It's like in the moment, it doesn't feel like it's for us. You know, not all the time. I feel like once we practice enough, we kind of get to that stage, Mm -hmm. but in the beginning, it's like, how is this for me? This sucks. I feel abandoned. I feel alone. I feel like nothing is going my way. How is this for me? But then as we move through it day by day and we, and we move through the lessons and we move through, you know, the opportunities and we see the resources and we see the light and we get to the other side. And we've cultivated all of these amazing skills and insight that we just could not have cultivated had we not suffered. And you just really couldn't have gathered those things had you not experienced it. And we could turn though, we could choose to perceive it and be like, man, that totally sucked. It wasn't for me, but here I am. Or again, we could choose to see it from that higher perspective of like, that was totally for me. I'm going to hold on to that. And the next time that I'm going through it and it totally sucks, I'm going to remember that there's wisdom on the other side of this. And I'm, and talking about you earlier too. I mean, I think that this is the power of positive association, you know, it's of having friends that are uplifting because I mean, just like I was there for you astrologically, there have been times where I've been so, I've been having a difficult time. And I'm talking to you and you remind me things are happening for you. The universe is doing this for you. This is all for your benefit. Like, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to rest into that. She is so right because it's easy to lose sight of it. And we just need to surround ourselves with people who can help bring us back to that meaning. So true. Cause it's true. It's, it's a reality that we have to remind ourselves that we live, we live not in just like a free for all lone wolf you know, world, we actually are meant to be connected with each other. And, um, there's certain truths that just are unshakable. And one of them is that everything works for your highest good and benefit because you came here to benefit at the end of the day. Yes. Yes. We were not incarnated for a reason. We were incarnated because we needed to learn. We need to grow and evolve. So all of these yeah. things are to help us on that. But hopefully all okay. of this is helpful. I know we're not talking about astrology yet. You can do some timestamps. We can do some timestamps. <laughs> all good. Okay, good. It's all good. I think go it's ahead. it's good. To, it's a good reminder, especially at the beginning of the year to just remind us, you know, um, of what what is it all about at the end of the day um, as yeah. we go through these different times and seasons and all of that, of everything that's happening. It's such a good reminder um, that we're looking at it with this perspective, not the perspective of doom and gloom or beware, or, you know, this might steal from you, take from you, rob you, whatever, uh, diminish you, ruin you, destroy (laughs) you, you, isolate you, make you alone. Everyone's going to hate you. It's not going to be that way. And, and, um, yeah. And I know that you're a very, very spiritual person. And I know that, we have had conversations on what we perceive as sacred. And I, and so I know that God can be kind of like a triggering word for some people, but, um, from my belief system, it's like God, universe, source, spirit, energy, whatever we want to say, that energy is our friend. It's a benevolent force, you know, and, and it, and again, I I'm coming from a very specific background, but we always, we always refer to God or energy source as our friend and, and friendliness and loyalty 
it, it just doesn't act in a way that's hateful or spiteful. That's not the, the mission or the purpose. Yeah. So yeah. I think that it's always important to remember that, that there is this, that there's this friendliness and this uh, compassionate energy, even if things feel difficult. So good. So yeah. good, Christine. So no, with that, let's, mm-hmm. uh, let's get into this. There's a okay. few things happening. Um, a couple transits that I know we we've talked through, uh, that I think are really juicy to talk mm-hmm. about. Um, do you want to start with the Rahu and K2 transit happening? Yeah. Um, sure. Much? Yeah. And so something that I always like to premise transits with whenever we're talking about transits, what I always like to discuss is that some of the planets are moving fast and some of the planets are moving slower and it's the slower moving planets that are going to influence us on a global level, on an interpersonal level and culturally. So whenever we see a shift of one of these big planets, we really want to pay attention to it because Mercury, it's going to transit once a month, Sun, Venus, they're quick moving planets. Even Mars takes two and a half months. The moon is every two and a half days. So we have these planets that can act as triggers and they certainly 100% play a role. And when we're watching the planets like Saturn and Jupiter and and the nodes of Rahu and Ketu change, we know that that's going to be really significant in what we're seeing in the world around us and and culturally and globally. And so um, Rahu and Ketu, they take two and a half years, or excuse me, I'm sorry, 18 months, a year and a half uh, to transit a sign. And so for the past year and a half, they've been in the signs of Scorpio and Taurus. And I made an entire podcast on what this can represent and what we're seeing. And um, it's bringing a lot to the surface. It's bringing a lot of secrets to the surface. Scorpio is all about secrets. We saw the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. We saw all of this other stuff about elite powers and, and a lot of other secrets kind of come out of the woodwork that people were none the wiser to. Um, and then we've seen a lot of women's issues and I did research on how we're prone to seeing women's issues come to the surface with this transit as well. So now they're getting ready to change into the signs of Aries and Libra. So Rahu is going to move into the sign of Libra. I'm so sorry. Rahu is going to move into the sign of Aries. (laughs) K2 is going to move into the sign of Libra. And so if anyone is listening to this and they're looking at their Vedic sidereal birth chart and they have any planets in Aries or Libra, this is going to be a significant 18 months because Rahu and Ketu are the karmic nodes of the moon. Rahu is forward moving karma, it's obsessiveness. Ketu is past karma and it's a disconnect. It's almost like an isolation or it can kind of uh, disconnect us or take us away from things. Wow. And so- Again, yeah, if we have planets in Libra or Aries, this is going to be a more significant time. Um, And for those who have planets in Scorpio and Taurus, it's like a relief, right? Because they're finally moving away from them. Um, So on an individual level, when we see Rahu move into Aries, Aries is this energy where, I love Aries. Aries is a great sign. And it's the first sign. So there's a self-centeredness to it. It can be self-centered. It can be focused on the self and it's very focused on the individual. I, me, mine, you know, kind of focusing on the self. And it's also a very pioneering energy. It's incredibly ambitious and forward moving. It's like the spark that lights everything up. There are so many beautiful qualities of Aries that again, involve innovation and, and being pioneering and being ambitious and also athleticism. And so we can expect to see a rise in these energies. Um, K2 is moving into Libra and Libra, of course, is going to be the opposite of Aries. So Libra is all about the other. It's about diplomacy. It's about sharing. It's also going to be the sign of justice and it's going to be the sign of what's fair. And so, yeah, for sure. And so again, on a personal level, I think a lot of us are going to be kind of confronted with that kind of confronted with how can we balance focusing on ourselves and our individuality and our sense of being with being diplomatic and seeing the other side of things and being able to, um, look at things from the perspective of others, because that's what Libra excels at. They're so good at being able to see the perspective of, of somebody else. And so there's going to be a lot of energy in Aries this year. And I really do think that it, 
is going to present us with a challenge. And like we were discussing earlier, I think it's going to present us with an opportunity for growth. And so I think that in our own, again, personal lives, we need to watch out. It will totally depend on each individual horoscope, but we're going to want to watch out for excess heat, for being overly impulsive, for being, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Frustrated. Like when we think of heat, it's like anger, frustration, aggression, impulsiveness. And so we're going to want to really be mindful of that. And even in our physical constitution, we're going to want to watch out for heat and headaches and inflammation and things like that, because that's just what Aries does. Um, And then of course, with K2 being in Libra, I really do feel that it's an opportunity to lean more into the energy of diplomacy, to lean more into the energy of justice and fairness and remembering that our limited perception of reality is not the ultimate truth. That we are all coming from way different backgrounds, way different experiences, way different belief systems. And when we look at the world through that perception, we're going to filter in something completely different than someone next to us who's had a completely different upbringing and whatever set of experiences. And just because we see the world a certain way doesn't make that the one truth or the final reality. So we have to really remain open because I think there's going to be a strong tendency towards that individualistic aspect that I was talking about. I think that in the world around us, we're going to see that focus. I think that we will also see shifts in power in a way. I think that um, there may even be some sort of of separation. I think that there may be some lack of um, willingness to collaborate globally. <laughs> I think because we're, we're a globalized society, it takes a lot of collaboration, a lot of communication. And so I think there may be some issues with that. Okay. Very interesting. Um, yeah. And so um, I also think though, on the positive side of things, I think that we will see a lot of innovation in technology because Uranus is also an Aries right now. Uranus in the Vedic system is an Aries and Uranus is all about innovation and revolution um, and, you know, doing what they want to do, doing what it wants to do. Um, it's sudden events. It, it can certainly bring sudden explosive events. It's in a fire sign. Okay. Um, And so with the combination of Rahu, which is very forward moving and futuristic with Uranus, which is very revolutionary and it brings those sparks of ideas and things like that. I think that we can certainly expect to see new technologies, new ways of doing things. I think that we will also see maybe breakthrough records with athletics. I think that people may be doing things athletically that maybe they've never done before. Um, I feel like new records, you know what I mean? New things like that. I think that Uranus also has a lot to do with travel. So there could be new ways of travel. I think that there's just going to be, you know, great births of ideas. And so I think that that's all something that we can really look forward to. And I think is really exciting, but we cannot look over the fact that Rahu and Uranus combined in Aries can certainly bring sudden unexpected events that can be fiery, heated and aggressive. So we need to watch out for that in our personal lives, but also globally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really good to know. I know, um, like with cardiology, there's a nine of hearts, um, energy that's present during the same time. And so nine, you know, energy is ending completion coming into a new season. Uh, but with the hearts aspect, it's, um, it has to do with like disappointments. Um, also, you know, someone passing quickly, which is interesting since my grandpa passed away, uh, mm-hmm. in this time. And so I think that it's, it's interesting that we could have that energy along with that. So, uh, I don't think that that's, you know, necessarily negative. I think that when there's an ending and a completion, it means a graduation as well. And so what we could perceive as a disappointment is actually something that's, you know, exciting. It means something else is coming. Uh, and so I just want to be encouraging with that, even though it's talking about disappointment, but also this time being, um, bringing a considerable amount of indecision, um, in matters that deal with men or lawsuits or work is present during this time. So that's interesting that cardiology kind of lists that as an aspect of 
during this time of the year. So you have this transit just to be clear going through November, 2023. That's a great, that's a great question. So it will be, yes, it will be March. It'll start on March 16th. And I am using the true node because there's a true node and mean node in Vedic astrology. And I'm using the true node. Um, and so that will be from March 16th, 2022 until November, 2023. That's helpful for people just to know. Oh yeah. You did say 18 months. So that, that kind of gives them an idea, but just to so clarify. We can see. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's how so long helpful. does this last? Yeah. And, and look at the personal chart, you know, find a Vedic chart calculator. I have one at innerknowing.yoga go to offerings and then chart and see if you have any plants in Aries or Libra, because it will help you understanding that and being able to at least see that is going to help because there's going to be big shifts, especially if it's like the moon or the sun. So, um, Venus. So it's always a positive thing to, to watch out for when, when Rahu and K2 are transiting planets in our chart, there's always something that comes up. Hello, Soulish Tribe. So I know that I'm not alone and always feeling thirsty. Even though I hydrate throughout the day, I'm always feeling that I need more water, especially after those cycling classes. My friends, James and Mark over at Zaka have the perfect solution. Zaka's Hydration and Liver Aid is the number one recovery and hydration solution for working out, jet lag, or drinking, maybe just a little too much. Zaka uses herbs such as Japanese raisin as well as other natural and fermented ingredients that are safe and without artificial flavors. Zaka is unique because it doesn't just replenish what your body needs, but also supports your body's natural ability to recover. It's two very, very yummy and very chewable tablets that you can put under your tongue or chew up and swallow. Go to Zaka.com, that's Z-A-C-A.com, and use promo code SOLISH15 to get 15% off of your order. and an integration of that healing, I've just released a healing package that is just for that purpose. My healing package allows you to truly invest in your healing with four two-hour sessions that will support you to reveal, heal, and integrate. Whether you're going through a difficult time or simply want to dig deeper, this package is here for you and with a 50% discount. I truly care that my clients not only experience healing, connection, and freedom during our sessions, but in their everyday lives as well. And this is a typical issue that I see with people that just book one session is that they miss that integration piece that is so important. Go to WhitneyAppy.com forward slash book to invest in your healing now. I need to look. I, I know I have, I don't know if I have Libra, but I know I have like Aries. Can I share? Because I know. Yeah. You have you Jupiter. Yeah, of course. I, I have all my friends. Uh-uh. <laughs> she knows. You Jupiter and Aries. Okay. So what yeah. does that mean for me? <laughs> oh no. Rahu and Jupiter brings opportunity. Okay. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about that. But, um, but yeah, so so it is a really big, it is really big. And something that I wanted to note, I was going to wait until later, but I think we can talk about it now is that from June 26th until August 10th, it's Uranus, Rahu and Mars. And so Mars can bring frustration, aggression, accidents. So we all want to be really mindful about sudden accidents, sudden issues, sudden confrontations, being particularly spicy and frustrated and irritable. We are all going to be prone to that again from June 26th until August 10th. And we want to keep an eye out globally. We want to be really, really mindful. Um, And even into the later months of summer, I think that we can continue to be careful because uh, Uranus and Rahu will still be traveling pretty close together. Okay. Yeah. And, and what you were mentioning earlier, you, you mentioned like closing a chapter and then opening a chapter. And so I had to say this in the sign of Aries, there's a nakshatra. Okay. And a nakshatra is a smaller portion of the sky. So we have the sign of Aries and within Aries, we have Ashwini, we have Barney, and we have part of Kritika. 
And so those are going to be the nakshatras in Aries. Barney nakshatra, um, it's a sign of death and rebirth. The symbol is actually a yoni and it is, you know, it, it shows the passage from the spiritual world into the material world. That's what happens when we're incarnated inside of the womb and then we're birthed out into the material world. So it's, it, and this, the deity for Barney is Yama, which is actually the God of, he, he ushers spirits between um, the afterlife into current reincarnation. And so there is definitely this association between birth and death and, and closings and openings, beginnings and endings. And so we can certainly expect to see a lot of that this year. Wow. That's so good to know. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that's really Rahu and K2, and we could probably talk about them for two hours just because I feel like Rahu oh and K2, I mean, it, it, they're the, they're what is really showing significant karmic ties and, and patterns, but I did want to talk about Pluto and Saturn because I've been talking about this for a long time and I haven't had a chance to talk about it on your podcast. So now I'm seizing my opportunity So according to Vedic astrology, Pluto entered Capricorn around the same time that COVID happened, almost, you know, exactly around the same time. Interesting. And in America's birth chart, we are having a Pluto return. We are having the first Pluto return ever as a nation. Wow. And Pluto represents big power, like big power, not like a CEO, but like big world leaders, you know, government leaders. Um, it represents explosive events. It represents control. And it does also represent death and rebirth. That's what Pluto is all about. Um, and Capricorn is the sign of the economy. It's the sign of currency. It's the sign of government structures. And so for the next several years, America is going through that metamorphosis. We are going to see collapse and rebuilding of anything that we can think of in terms of government, economy, currency, money. We're seeing this rise of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. I think that's something we'll still continue to see. Um, And so that's that's really important. And I think that that's one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest arguments for Vedic astrology right now is just how specific that transit has been. And uh, Saturn is also in Capricorn right now as well. So it's kind of doubling down on that. On karmic around government and structure and currency. Yes. And so it's like for the U S but even when we look at the world, you know, Mm -hmm. because if, if Capricorn is the sign of these structures, we look around the world, what's happening. I was talking to Liz Roberta. She's the one who reminded me of this, of what's happening in England in terms of the Royal family and all of the fallout with that. We're seeing it happen globally. It's not just in America. Yeah. So true. Such a good reminder. We're so connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And things are changing. Things are changing so significantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's exciting. It's it is exciting, exciting to be around. I know it's exciting to witness it. And I think it's always for the better. Like we were talking about earlier, it's like things do not happen for the worst. Things are going to end up happening for the better. And so it may, there may be growing pains and there may be discomfort, but ultimately this is happening, I believe, for a really good purpose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. I hope this is helpful, Whitney. I hope that I'm staying on track and I'm not getting too passionate about things. No, I love it. I love your passion. Pluto always brings it out. (laughs) Um, So this year we will also see Jupiter move into Pisces. We will see Neptune move into Pisces, which is super significant. So we can talk about that. Um, And we can talk a little bit more about Saturn as well. I'll go ahead and finish up with Saturn and then we can move on just because we're on the topic of Saturn. But so Saturn has been in Capricorn for the last several months. I mean, several, like, you know, almost, almost two years, I guess. And, um, Saturn will move into Aquarius fully in January of 2023. Um, and so again, it will move fully into Aquarius in 2023, but in this year, in 2022, we will see Saturn move into Aquarius for a few months, 
and then retrograde back into Capricorn. And so I want to have that on the radar between April of 29th, 2022, and then July 12th of 2022, Saturn is going to be in Aquarius. And I think in that period, we will see a drastic shift of what we're focusing on as a culture what's going on globally. I think that we may even feel more relief from the COVID situation at that point in time. So that's something to look forward to. Um, something that I think, again, we'll be focusing more on groups and community and uh, maybe even medicine because Aquarius is all about uh, healing and um, medicine. And like I was saying earlier with the combination of Rahu and Uranus, we can also have new inventions around these things. So we may see something medically that, that comes about that could be interesting, but then Saturn will, will transit back into Capricorn on July 12th for the rest of the year. But those few months will be really good to watch globally. And I think really fun to watch in our personal lives and see what, if it feels better, if we feel um, a little bit lighter. I know that and impacts so, me, which is cool. <laughs> it will impact you a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yep. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> yeah, all Aquarius is it'll impact. Yeah. So cool. So exciting. Sorry to interrupt. Just no. for any, is anyone Aquarius. You add? Um, no, I think, I think it's really interesting with, um, Saturn being such a player this year in moving in and out of Aquarius and back into Capricorn, but then coming back um, into Aquarius come the beginning of next year. I think that's really interesting because Saturn, Saturn is like kind of the, the grandfather, right? Kind of a fatherly figure type of energy. Yes. Karmic, um, but is kind of more of the, uh, learning the hard lessons, um, bringing about things that help us change and adapt, right, is what I understand from Saturn. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for asking. So Saturn, yeah, I would definitely associate with the, the grandfather, and it's also like the grandfather of time, right? Saturn is like the lessons of time. And as we move throughout life, these really big, important things that we have to be faced with in order to be better. And Saturn also tends to make things feel like a heavy responsibility, <laughs> things that we have to take care of, things that we have to reckon with. And again, Saturn is going to be the bestower of like true learned, experienced wisdom. Jupiter is the planet of knowledge and growth and expansion and optimism. Saturn is like, you've gone through it. You've experienced loss. You've experienced challenge. You know what it's like. And so now you have wisdom. So it's not as easy as Jupiter is. Yeah. And, and so Saturn, um, so, so those are some qualities of Saturn. It brings discipline, commitment, hard work, effort, but it's also longevity and it can make things last. So Saturn is known as the great malefic, but there are some really beautiful qualities to Saturn as well. And so when Saturn is in Capricorn, it's so serious. Like there's this really serious energy to it. Um, and it is making us focus on those Capricorn like qualities of life and wherever Capricorn is placed in our chart, we're having to be faced with those matters. Um, really working hard to learn those lessons and commit to learning those lessons. And, and um, it's, it is going to bring that weight and that responsibility to some extent. And so when Saturn moves into Aquarius, for each of us on an individual level, it's moving into a different area of life. It's calling attention to a different area of life. And then of course, globally, it's calling attention to different facets. You know, we don't need to focus on the facets of Capricorn. We're moving towards Aquarius. Aquarius, again, it's also the, the sign of revolution. That's what Aquarius is all about. Unconventional, eclectic, goes to the beat of its own drum. Reminds me of you and Daniel, right? <laughs> doesn't like to be controlled <laughs> and, and, um, again, very eclectic and eccentric and, um, it's focused on, on humanity and groups. That's what Aquarius is really focused on. And, and it doesn't like to go by labels that have been constructed by society. It likes to imagine a world beyond the constructs that we've already created. Yeah. And so I think it's going to be a very revolutionary time. And I think there's going to be so much innovation and so many new ideas and ways of looking at things. So um, I will also say Saturn's Mula Tracone sign, 
which Mula Chacon means in one's own office, so it can get work done. Um, it does really well in Capricorn, but it is technically Mula Chacon in, Sag in, in, a, in Aquarius. And so I think that that is also really positive. Wow, so cool. Yeah. What does that change have to do? Like, how do you know that it has to do with COVID specifically or anything? Is it because of the Aquarius aspect that we kind of know that there may be some relief mm -hmm. from that, but it, is it tied to when Saturn and Capricorn happened when COVID mm -hmm. basically happened? Is that why you're seeing that correlation? I would say so. I think, I think it's also because of the movement of the nodes of Rahu and Ketu, um, even Jupiter moving into Pisces. So I think, it, I think it's kind of a combination of things, but I certainly think that Saturn is going to bring again, a lot of relief when we see it move into Aquarius. And then it will stay in Aquarius fully in 2023. But the node shifting is also incredibly significant. Having Rahu and K2 move into Aries and Libra is, is really significant. And um, well, I mean, that, that'll set me off on another tangent. I want to stay to your question. No, 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 that's great. Um, what is significant with the Jupiter and Pisces? I'm, this is kind of selfish me asking because I'm a Pisces moon, but, right. uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm intrigued with that. And as well as Neptune, because that happens basically around the same time. April. Neptune. Yeah. So Neptune is definitely, that will definitely bring about a shift. Um, I want to say my cat is coughing up a hairball behind us. So if you hear anything, it's just, <laughs> she's been making appearances on my podcast since 2018. So people, if they're listening from me, they're used to it. But anyway, um, so Neptune definitely brings about a different type of energy. And it's something that you want to be mindful of, uh, not in a bad way. I think that Neptune can bring a lot of amazing um it can bring a lot of amazing energy around clairvoyance and psychic ability because Neptune is super interesting because it represents isolation in a sense. I don't think isolation is really the right word. It represents depth and it represents kind of being outer worldly, not necessarily in the material realm. Neptune yeah. is you know, it's, it's of the water, it's of emotion, it's more ethereal. And we can reach that state by taking intoxicants, by taking drugs, by drinking alcohol, by indulging ourselves in things that we're addicted to, we can kind of numb out and reach this ethereal space that feels out of this world. But then we can also meditate and tune into psychic energy and tune into subtle body energy and, and tune into these um, less tangible facets of material reality. You know what I mean? Because there yeah. are just, just because we're in a material reality doesn't mean that we can't get in touch with these higher, higher states of being and, and these more subtle energetic bodies and all of that. Yeah. And so Neptune is interesting because there's this fine line and we can either numb ourselves out with drugs and alcohol, or we can turn to the higher side of things, focus on cultivating clairvoyance, cultivating psychic ability, meditating, spending time in the spiritual realm. And so I'm, I'm sharing all of this because Neptune moving over the moon like that, it can bring incredible insight. It can bring incredible awareness. And for anyone, anyone who has planets, you know, in Pisces, it can bring this, um, this amazing spiritualizing quality to it, but there's also the tendency to want to numb out with yeah. anything that you're addicted to. It doesn't even have to be alcohol. It can be screen time. It can be shopping. It can be sex. It can be anything that you numb yourself out with. So we want to be really careful with that, you know? And I think that we're going to see a lot of movement towards using psychedelics as medicine. <laughs> I think that it's going to be because Neptune is going to be in Pisces for several years. I mean, a long time. And so I think that we'll really see a rise in these psychedelic, uh, you know, psychedelics, drug, psychedelic drugs being used for medicinal purposes. And I'm not, you know, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I would say that's a fine way to utilize Neptune if it's helping people. Um, but I do think that there will also be potential 
uh, drugs being released to the public that aren't as helpful and may lead yeah. to overdose and, and bad things like that. So we want to be really careful if we're addicted, if, if someone's listening to this and they struggle with addiction issues, it's a time to be even more careful. Maybe it's a time to quit. You know, maybe it's a time to quit entirely um, and focus on spiritual growth and cultivating the clairvoyance and, and the subtleties like that, because that's a much better way to um, direct your focus. Jupiter is going to enter Pisces on April 13th, and it will be there for a year. Mm-hmm. And so in that year where Jupiter and, and Neptune's going to retrograde back out, but for the majority of time, we'll just assume that Neptune's going to be in Pisces, but um, while Jupiter and Neptune are in Pisces, we're definitely going to see a heightened energy in this. And Jupiter in Pisces is fabulous because Pisces is ruled by Jupiter in Vedic astrology. Um, and it is going to bring an element of virtue and ethics and, and an interest in higher learning. And because Neptune is so oriented towards the spiritual realm, I think that we could have some sort of awakening where even more people are interested in spirituality and more people are interested in astrology. We may see doctors discovering, wow, acupuncture really, really works or, you know, uh, what other things am I thinking of alternative medicine and how things, yeah, yeah. And how so much of our health resides in our gut. Mm-hmm. And tending to our gut health, you know, and how maybe the medication that we're using now isn't really solving the problem. So yeah. we may even see more come out about this and more awareness about how we're handling medicine and healing. Um, and I think, I think that that's also, you know, Rahu and Uranus, a combination of, but um, even, even Saturn and Aquarius, all of it, a lot of it has to do with healing, but again, when we're talking about spirituality and when we're talking about the sign of Pisces, Pisces is this sign where we can either go the spiritual route and isolate ourselves in spiritual endeavors, or we can isolate ourselves through intoxicants. So that's going to double up that energy. So that's again, why I'm saying it's so important right now. If you have an addiction issue, April, 2022 for the next year, it could be even, it could be even more difficult. So it's a time to really be careful with addiction and uh, getting addicted to meditation, getting addicted to yoga, getting addicted to things that really heal you and uh, support your body. I also think that Jupiter in, um, in Pisces is going to remind us to stay closer to nature Um, I think it's an opportunity to get outside and to ground and to connect with the earth, try not to get swept away with media and social media and screen time because it's going to be hard to resist. It's going to become increasingly hard to resist. I don't think we're ever going back to what life was like pre-COVID in terms of how often we're on Zoom, how often we're connecting. Like, I think that this is something that is going to stay for a long time. And there are even social media platforms that are trying to get us even more involved where we're putting on a headset and we're going into some realm and we're spending time with people instead of going outside. So many health issues are because we don't spend time outside. And, and it's true. And so I think that despite how tempting it is and how futuristic and interesting it is, I think that we really need to remember to spend time outside, which I'll segue into Mercury. Whenever Mercury retrogrades in a year, it always retrogrades in the same sign. So this year, yeah, it's pretty cool. So this year, Mercury is retrograding, um, always in earth signs. And so I think that this is a sign also that we'll be focusing more on the environment and environmental factors. I think that we'll be really paying attention to deforestation, uh, the population, the atmosphere, how many gases we're releasing into the atmosphere. I think that we're really going to have to reckon with how we've been treating the natural environment and how we've been treating animals, how we've been treating other living beings. Um, And how the mindset of exploitation, where it's gotten us, I think that we're going to really be needing to pay attention to that first off earth signs of the earth, literally, but earth signs are also all about security and finances and money and, and economic matters. And so I think that this is also going to heighten our attention towards 
the economy and gov government and finances. We're continuing to see shifts in this area and um, continuing to see change. And I think new ways of doing things. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. I actually have been feeling that just like on a intuitive, you know, level when I've been meditating, I've just been recently being feeling really connected with mother Gaia and uh, mama Gaia, as I like to call her <laughs> as Every so many time. other people do. Yeah. Um, but I've just been feeling that, that that's kind of like her heartbeat and what she's been wanting to share with me is, um, this is something that she wants as well as for us to become more aware of, um, what we are doing in a non-consensual way with earth, you know, and everything yeah. in it. Um, cause a lot of what we do is non-consensual, uh, with mama Gaia and it's not something that she, um, said yes to. So I think a lot of that too, with all the karma that's happening in, in this year is a lot of that is karma coming about because we have, um, misused the earth, um, or, uh, manipulated the earth in certain ways, um, including beings and all of that. So yeah. it's interesting. There's, um, a long range card for this year in cardology, long range cards have to do with the entire year. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's like the overall influence of the year and the ACE of diamonds is a long range card for this year for the U S specifically. And that's giving us like a strong desire for money. Um, and that being a huge influence as well as, um, a, a rebirth because ACE is like the baby card. Um, it, all ACEs are baby cards in cardiology. So it's kind of like new beginnings. So there's an essence or kind of like a influence around new values in your life. So coming into that and realizing as these changes happen, what do I value? Cause it's material and immaterial, but it's interesting with that mercury influence around earth signs, uh, retrograding in earth signs only that that would be the emphasis. It's interesting that there's an ACE of diamonds also there in cardiology that kind of shows that same awareness of, um, what is important for us to attain, what is important of values for us in our life and maybe reprioritizing that um, or having something new come into our life that we see as important or valuable. Um, and so I think that's really interesting. And also um, having a desire to attain um, and that being a motivation for you to take action around uh, what it is that you want that being a motivator. So yeah. I think that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. I think that that's really interesting too. And even being like the, the beginning, the new beginning and the baby card, it reminds me so much of Aries. Mm -hmm. Aries is the baby of the Zodiac is the first Zodiac sign. And it is all about new beginnings. Um, and so it's just really, really interesting to find that connection as well. So fascinating. Yeah. It is. It's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have one final thing to mention. It's super brief. And then I think we're good. Cool. Yeah. Let's so the one other thing is that Mars is going to retrograde towards the end of the year. Mm. Yeah. And Mars doesn't retrograde very often. So whenever I it does really ever heard of that. <laughs> yeah. It stays retrograde for a long time and it doesn't retrograde super often. And, um, as we were mentioning, Mars is all about how we handle aggression, how we handle frustration and anger and, um, the warrior, you know, and so Mars will retrograde between October 30th and January 12th. And so globally, there may be confusion, there may be outbursts, there may be impulsive acts. And in our personal life, it's an excellent time to reflect on how we handle anger. Are we super quick to run into battle? Are we too hesitant to run into battle? Do we know when it's appropriate? Arguments and conflict is truly an art. And how we handle it in our own life is something that should be viewed as an art form. What do we want the outcome to be? What is the long-term impact of this argument or of this conflict? What is it that I truly want? Am I really communicating that? Or am I passively trying to get it with behavior? And so it's a really good time to sit with ourselves and ask, what is it that we want? What's the end goal? What's the long-term impact of this 
engagement that we're going to enter and how do we want to be how do we want to feel how do we want our energy to feel in our body and how do we want it to feel for other people because I, I hear it all the time people regret things that they say in arguments and they regret how they handle their anger and it doesn't feel good to them they feel bad you know and and it really is a skill to sit in reflection and wait before responding and I know that well <laughs> because I've had to deal with this, right? Just like a lot of us have. And so it's a beautiful opportunity and meditation is one of the best ways to help with that. Meditation truly does help us slow down our reaction time. And so really taking time um, to slow things down, to not act with impulsivity and to reflect on how we handle aggression. And again, it may be the opposite where someone never, ever, ever shares when they're upset because they're afraid that they're gonna be unlovable for it or they're going to be left for it whatever, you know, and we have to be able to healthily express our boundaries and, and it's okay to be angry and it's okay to feel feelings that may upset other people sometimes, because if they're upset, that's on them, you know? And so it's just taking time to really reflect on that. And, um, if that is something that you struggle with, maybe getting some extra support from a therapist or coach or something. Yeah. would be really helpful during that time. The last thing you want is to, um, not reach out for support when, when it truly is needed. Like, I don't think that there's anything weak about that or wrong about that. I I think sometimes it hurts our pride a little bit because we want to be self-sufficient, especially spiritual leaders like you and I, um, that are in the community in the spiritual community and kind of, you know, showing up, uh, we need to show up for ourselves too, which is really good. Um, a good reminder for that with that season. Um, and I think also anything that's like, old resentment, older, old bitterness, old wounds that we haven't yet healed could cause that could maybe cause some inflammation in the heart, uh, regarding that. So it just gives you like more, more of an opportunity to really make sure that you have dealt with everything that is unseen, you know, anything that is hidden or tucked away that was just too painful to deal with then, that maybe this gives us an opportunity to deal with it now so that we don't have that festering. The last thing you want is something festering and boiling over on the inside and you don't realize it until it explodes, you know, and causes a havoc in your life. So yeah. And it can cause havoc. Oh, I'm sorry, Whitney, go ahead. Oh, no, no. That that, all I was saying was like, that's, it's really good reminder. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it, um, and, and sometimes that damage can't be repaired when we, when we have outbursts. And if we don't compose ourselves with grace, we better beg and pray that the other person is going to forgive us because that's on us. How we reacted was our responsibility. And so it's, it's one of those things where it's such an important matter and asking for help. I love that you said that because there is not one spiritual leader out there that doesn't ask for help. Spiritual leaders are leaders because they, they've asked for help and they've grown. And so being able to ask for help, you know, it's such a, it's so powerful. And maybe I'm just biased because God knows I ask for help with me. I do. (laughs) I'm always asking you for help. Yeah. (laughs) And vice versa. But but I appreciate Uh, it. So good, Christine. Thank you so much for going through those. I think that's major and it's so good for us to have an idea of what this year presents us with. I know just, um, you know, 2022 being a six year numerology wise is big. And so knowing where Saturn is moving and, um, really just even Rahu K2, all of that, like, it's, it's good to understand like overarching, these are some of the themes. These are some of the changes and shifts happening on an astrological level, you know, universal level, global level, and then things that impact us personally. And so it's, it's really good to know because again, knowledge is power and we are not a victim to anything. Everything is an opportunity and presents itself to us, um, for more growth, healing, advancement, shifting, transmuting, it's all for our benefit. Um, and so it's a good reminder. So thank you so much for taking the time to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just to finish off too, like for anyone who's listening, um, who is looking for something brighter, you know, as it's like, we were talking about, um, 
Rahu and Aries, it has so much to do with new beginnings and Saturn and Aquarius has so much to do with healing and Jupiter and Pisces can even bring an opportunity to heal. And so all these things combined, it really is offering us a time to move forward and to upgrade and to, um, and to heal and have a new beginning. So I think that it's an opportunity collectively, and I think it's going to be an opportunity individually as well. So whatever anyone is going through, just really trying to keep that in mind. So good. Thank you, Christine. Thank you. Really appreciate you. So where can people find you one last time, um, to book or to sign up for your Patreon or. Yeah. So my website is innerknowing.yoga and I'm not booking out for like several months right now because I'm running the coaching program, which is super, super fun and rewarding. But if people want to wait, um, if people want to hear from me before then Patreon probably is the best bet it's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. And I do weekly horoscopes. So all of these transits, as we continue moving through the year, I'll keep everyone updated on how it may impact them. Yeah. I love your Patreon. So it's super helpful and supportive. And, um, you, what I love is that you have the timestamps so you can just go to, you can listen to all of them if you're curious, or you can just go to yours, which for mine, they're at the very bottom. <laughs> so I yeah. was like fast forward and I love oh. it. It's, it's so helpful. It's been so helpful for like, I think I've been a Patreon for a year. So, um, it's super, super, super helpful. So I want to encourage everyone to just get in it just also to advance your knowledge of like what's happening and, and what, what means what, you know, like the verbiage of Vedic astrology, but also so you can tune into your like life and what, what's going on and what's the energies around your life is so good. As we go through these things that are kind of global or on a U.S. level, it's good to know what's happening and how this impacts you on a personal level. And your patron is one of those ways that you can do that so and your podcast is amazing as well so thank you so much christine i love you tons i love you thanks for having me